Hey friends, are you tired and overwhelmed? I get it. I get that way myself. And today I want to give you a recipe of what to do when you're feeling that way. We're going to step into the garden. What? What does that mean? Stepping into the garden? Well, stay with me. You're going to learn. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey, it's Jeannie. Welcome back to the show. Well, I want to start off by just sharing a review. Guys, thank you for doing these. They mean so much and it really does help other people that are hurting an opportunity to hear the good news because when they see the reviews, it entices them and encourages them to go and take a listen for themselves. So just know that when you're doing that, not only is it helping me, but it's helping to get the word out for those that are hurting And overall, that's my goal as well. So thank you for partnering with me in that way. I truly appreciate Jeannie for hosting this much-needed podcast. I also went through much-needed healing, and she is blessing so many women with this show. Thank you, Jeannie, your sister in Christ and fellow podcaster, Rosie of the Intentional Christian Woman Podcast. Thank you, Rosie. So today we're talking about feeling overwhelmed. Can anyone join me in that? I mean, the day-to-day things that we walk through, sometimes it's seasons where there is just all this struggle. It just feels like things are falling apart and you feel like you just have no control. Well, guess what? Ultimately, we don't have any control because God is sovereign over everything going on in our life. Now, what I mean by that is The struggles that we face are not necessarily by God's hand. However, he is sovereign over all. And remember, we live in that fallen world. And so there are struggles that we face every day, things that come our way. And sometimes relationships that we're involved in. I mean, we can't control other people. We might try. That person has a mind of their own and a heart of their own. And so we have to give them over to the Lord. And we have to stay focused and responsible for ourselves because we're accountable for ourselves, not the other person, but for ourselves. And so I'm just trying to give you a big picture of, you know, things that can cause you to be overwhelmed. Sometimes it not, uh, may not necessarily be just you. It may be the circumstances and the people around you that are adding to this overwhelming valley that we may find ourselves in. Now, the good news about a valley is that there's always a mountain. So you're there for a season. And what we can do is we can ask the Lord, What can I learn during this season of my life? And I want to just say this to you as well. Not that God calls things, but he is sovereign over those things. And God disciplines us because he loves us and he wants only the best for us. And so I want to tell you, anytime you're going through a struggle, a challenge, a season of feeling overwhelmed, I want you to ask yourself, what is God trying to teach me? What can I learn from this? There's always something to learn from obstacles. And instead of complaining about them, I've learned over time to just say, God, what can I learn from this? There's something that you're trying to teach me. There's a place and a destination that you're trying to get me to. So remember, we talked last week about checking your course. And so Jesus sometimes will redirect our course. 
And so if we're headed in a direction that we don't need to be going in, we may begin to feel some things like pressure, a sense of overwhelmness that comes uh, over us. And so if you're feeling any of those things, fear, all those things, then we need to check our course because maybe we're headed in a direction that we don't need to be going in. Now, I want to talk to you today about intimacy. I want to talk to you today about stepping into the garden and what that means. There is an old church hymn called, I Come to the Garden Alone. My mom loves this song. And when I got old enough and mature enough in my faith to really understand what the lyrics of this song meant, I come to understand why she loved it so much. So I want to read these lyrics to you, and I don't have the copyright to this. Uh, it belongs to Charles Miles, and so I am uh, giving reference there and just going to read the lyrics. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses, and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. And he walks with me, and he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. He speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing. And the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing. I'd stay in the garden with him, though the night around me be falling. But he bids me to go through the voice of woe. His voice to me is calling. And he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Now, let me tell you what is going on there in that beautiful song. It is a picture of intimacy, and there is a picture here of someone coming to the garden when the dew is still on the roses. This is early morning. Now, you can have your time with the Lord any time of day that you so choose. We commune and talk with Him all day long, but there is something very special and reverent about going to Him early in the morning before your day even starts, because let me tell you, once your day starts, it's going to be a whirlwind of things coming at you, causing chaos, causing distraction. Busyness is what I'm saying is going to sit in. And so if you have sat in already with Jesus, with the gardener, the one that fills your soul with joy, you will be prepared for whatever it is that comes your way. And his voice that you will hear as you tarry there will be undescribable. It will be a feeling of your heart and mind and soul that you cannot get from anything or nowhere else. And it's his voice, it's his presence that you need to get you through the day. Not just for you, for your spouse, for your family, for, you know, for your kiddos, to deal with those kiddos, but it's for those that you may encounter along the way that need to have a touch of him. And if you've sat still and you've gotten your feeling, then you're able to pour out on to them. Now, I'm going to refer to Psalm 91 before we close this episode out today, but I really wanted to dive into what it means to step into the garden 
So stepping into the garden, as this song was referring to, to, is you stepping into that space of intimacy with Jesus Christ, hmm. the maker of the universe, your savior, your personal savior that died for you. And what happens during that time of intimacy is priceless. Do you hear me? There is nothing else of greater value that you could be doing apart from that time with him. And so I want to challenge some of you. If you are not doing this already, and I'm sure many of the listeners are, especially if you're a return listener, but if you're not doing this, I want to challenge you to carve out, let's start small. I want you to carve out 10 minutes in the morning to spend, to step into the garden and to spend with Jesus. Hmm. With God, the creator of your soul, the creator of you who knits you together, knit you together in your mother's womb, your creator. I want you to spend 10 minutes with him. And if you don't know what to do, that's okay. Just sit still. Turn on a praise music. Open up your Bible. Read one scripture. We can start small here. But the fact is, is that you're stepping into the garden. You're stepping into that place of intimacy and allowing him to move. Allowing him the opportunity to be with you and to commune with you. Because this is, listen to me, this is your greatest need. And I love the picture of the garden because in the garden is beautiful things. There's life. Friends, did you hear me? In the garden, there is life. And we can try to produce things on our own. We can try to go about our life and fix all our problems ourselves. But really all we're producing and what the world is producing is a whole lot of thorns and weeds, a bunch of rubble. But when we allow the gardener to do the work, He produces fruit, a beautiful, beautiful garden of fruit, okay? And in us, in us, because he lives in us, if you're a believer, he lives in us. He's constantly, if if we allow him, remember we have to partner with him. He's constantly pulling out the things, the things that, you know, don't need to be there. So he's a very good gardener. And he cares about the desires of your heart, by the way. He cares about your needs. No one can care for you and take care of you the way that he does. And you have to know this. You have to know that when you step out on a journey to honor God and to grow in this relationship with him and let him be the keeper of your soul, the gardener of your of your vessel, of your life, there is going to be all kind of warfare that comes against that because the enemy doesn't want you to live in the garden, a place of life. He wants you to live in the pit of hell. That's what he has planned for you is death. Jesus has planned for you life, eternal life. And so you can expect that everything's going to go crazy on you when you step into doing this thing. But friends, stay faithful. Stay faithful to the program. Stay faithful to the plan and the course of action with Jesus because he is your only help. He is our only hope. We will never make it. And listen, this world is bad. It's going to get a whole lot worse. And without him, we can hang it up. I saw this great picture the other day and I shared it to my Facebook story because I thought, oh my gosh, is that not so good? And you know what it said? Without the bread of life, you are toast. (laughs) We're toast. The bread of life is Jesus. The bread of life is the word. And without it, we're toast. Let me add burnt toast. So 
we, we have to understand that this is our greatest need. Because let me tell you, here's what happens when you step into the garden. Here's what happens when you step into his presence. Shame and regret and sorrow has to bow. It falls off. Weariness has to fall off. It has to bow. Trauma, the cycle of tra- trauma begins to break. Pain begins to fall off. Healing begins to be applied to your life. It's in this space that you receive the power and the strength that you need to get through every day, to walk through every circumstance and overcome and have victory. It only comes from Him. You will never be able to do it on your own. You will never win the battles on your own. You are headed towards defeat if you don't turn to Him. Get Jesus in your boat. Stay on the right course of action. When the struggles come, when the drama comes, when the you know, warfare hits you straight in your face. Know that it's happening because you're doing the thing that you're supposed to do. You have to understand if you stay on a place of destruction, if you stay on a place of walking things out with the enemy and and, in a world-like manner, he's not going to mess with you very much, okay? So that pathway will seem more simple. Do you hear me? It will seem more simple because you know what? He's got you. He's got you where he wants you to be. So you know what? He doesn't really mess with you that much. Oh, you'll still have struggle because you're on a path of destruction, but he's not going to, you know, mess with you too much there because he's got you where he wants you anyways. Oh no, it's when you step. It's when you turn north. It's when you move into that other place that he does not want you to be in. That place of with Jesus, that, that stepping into the garden, when you go there, that's when he's going to bust all hell wide open against you. And you're going to think, oh, well, it was easier over there. Oh, no. Oh, no. You got to know that the reason those things are happening is because you are moving in the right direction. And you're going to stay faithful to that process. I'm going to speak that over you. You're going to stay faithful to that process. Because as you stay faithful to that process, you're going to see that the challenges begin to fade. You're going to see that you're going to begin to overcome those things in front of you. You're going to begin to experience the power and the strength that are yours as a child of God. You're going to begin to see miracles. You're going to begin to see supernatural things happen in your life. You're going to have strength and sustainability and endurance and perseverance that you never had before. Why? Because you're where you're supposed to be. You have stepped into the garden. You need his voice. You need his voice. And, you know, counseling's a great thing. Okay, I'm an advocate of counseling. I'm a counselor myself. I counsel many people all the time, okay? There's a place and there's a season for that. And I think we all need someone that is speaking into our life, you know, that is following biblical principle, somebody that's speaking life and hope into us. That's, that's a value to have that. But still, no man's voice can overpower the voice the voice, King Jesus's voice. He is the greater counselor. And, you know, you his counseling is free, by the way. There is no greater counselor. He is the wonderful counselor, the word calls him. He is the mighty teacher, no one, because no one knows you like he does, because he was part of creating you. So no one knows all the intricate parts of you, everything about you, every fiber, every number, every hair on your head, like he does. So I don't know about you, but I want to be counseled by someone who knows everything about me. My coming, my going. (laughs) I want to be blessed when I go in and blessed when I go out as I spend time with him. Someone that knows me like that. 
someone that loves me unconditionally, there is no love that we can experience on this earth that can compare to that kind of love. I'm talking about agape love, a supernatural, heavenly, unconditional love that only comes from him. It is something that your mind cannot comprehend. It is something that we won't fully understand until we are in his arms. But we can experience a great portion of it here on earth if we believe. And if we are stepping into that garden, let no voice overpower the voice of God. So if you're overwhelmed, step into the garden. Try him. Test him. In that place of intimacy, you will find what you need. Tell him about your struggles. Tell him about your troubles. Tell him about your fears. Tell him about your suffering. Talk to him about your suffering. You're not suffering alone. He's suffering right along with you. Don't forget Jesus wept. The Bible says he wept. He's been here. He's lived here on this earth. He knows what we experience. That's why he has such compassion for us. It's why he mediates to the Heavenly Father for us. He is on our side. So get on his side. Step into the garden. Lay your head on his chest. Listen for his heartbeat. Mm. Experience life and peace and joy like you've never known it before. It's in that place of intimacy with him. You know, I love Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto you. This is actually our family verse. And it is so true. That when we seek first the kingdom of God in every area of your life, all that you need will be added unto you. There's a promise there. I love this scripture. There's a commandment there and there's a promise there. He's saying, when you put me first in everything in your life and my righteousness, then I will give you all you need, everything you need will be added unto you. Check it out, Matthew 6, It's a beautiful, beautiful verse. And I can tell you, friends, it holds true. I have seen it play out in my life and my family's life time and time again. So I don't know what you have need of, but he does. And I actually had something planned different uh, to share this week's episode, and God redirected me. <laughs> Remember, we have to listen to the voice of God. We have to be redirected. So somebody I know listening to this episode today needs to hear what he is saying. Someone needed to be reminded that they need to turn to him. They need to get into the garden. They need to have that place of intimacy with their life. Someone that is feeling overwhelmed and feeling like everything is caving in needs to be reminded that he is sovereign over their life and their circumstances. Someone may just need to be reminded that we need to seek him first. Maybe there's a decision that you're facing and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do. Maybe you just need to be turned back to the face of the shepherd. I don't know what you need, but God does. I'm just doing my part. I'm being faithful. I'm going to close out this episode with Psalms 91. Now, I don't know if you've read Psalms 91, but this is a wonderful chapter about the protection of, of God, the protection of the Most High. And so I want to read it to you 
but I want you to go back and read it too. And I want you to underline what the Lord is saying to you right now in that chapter. So let's do this thing. Beginning in verse one, it says, the one who lives under the protection of the most high dwells in the shadow of the almighty. I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He himself will rescue you from the bird trap, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror of the night the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in the darkness, or the pestilence that ravages at noon. Though a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, the pestilence will not reach you. You will only see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked because you have made the Lord your refuge, the Most High, your dwelling place, no harm will come to you. No plague will come near your tent, for he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. They will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent because he has his heart set on you. He will deliver you. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and give him honor. I will satisfy him with a long life and show him my salvation. Now, friends, this chapter right here is the Lord the Most High decreeing his protection, his refuge, his sovereignty, his providence over you. That's what it is. He's telling you how much he loves you and how much as you dwell with him in the garden, what he's going to do for you. He's telling you that his heart is set on you. He's telling you he's promising he will deliver you from whatever it is that you're going through. He's going to protect you. When you call me, I will answer. When you're in trouble, I will rescue you. And I'm going to put honor on you. That's what he's saying. And I will satisfy you. How many of you need to be satisfied? Do you just need to have your heart filled with satisfaction today? He can give that to you. And he will show himself to you. He will reveal himself to you. You will get revelation and wisdom in the decisions that you have to make. You will hear the voice of God. You will begin to hear it more sharply as you spend time with him. So friends, step into the garden. I love you bunches. And you go and you live life abundantly because that's why he died, that you would live life abundantly. If you wonder why I always end these episodes with that, because I love John chapter 15, because it says that 
He comes, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he comes to do. But then Jesus trumps him. He trumps him and he comes right behind in that verse. He says, but I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Not just life, but have it abundantly. So you go and you have life abundantly. And you start today. Don't you delay. You start today and you step into that garden. I'll talk to you next week. Before you turn off that podcast, I want to personally invite you to a two-day healing retreat hosted by myself and Smith Evangelistic Ministries in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina on September 15th and 16th. There will be some friends joining me and you're going to be hearing some amazing, powerful stories, but you're going to have a time of healing and refreshing and just a touch of Jesus. And I highly encourage you to take this opportunity because it's absolutely free. You just have to pay for your materials. So I hope to see you there. You can jump over to JeannieScottSmith.com and learn about it there and register there. Or you can visit Smith Evangelistic Ministry page and register there as well. I hope to see you there. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.